Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com and I encourage you to visit their site for all the updates with respect to these stories upcoming. Here we go. We'll start off with the brawl that took place last night, the Detroit brawl, uh, bringing a longtime uh, heavyweight contender Otto Wallen to American shores. Uh, the number 11 rated heavyweight Otto Wallen of Sweden cruised to a clear and workmanlike unanimous 10-round decision over disappointed hometown hopeful Rydell Booker in the main event of Salida Promotions Detroit Brawl in the Lincoln Ballroom of the Ford Community Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan, which, as I've said before, is just outside of Detroit. Booker, 26-6-1 uh, and one with 13 knockouts, started out with uh, some limited success, but the superior conditioning and harder punches of the world-class Wallen, who's now 24-1 with 14 knockouts, eventually wore the Detroiter down to an ever-worsening degree as the rounds progressed. By the end of the final round, Wallen had things all his way, landing punishing shots to the head and body of his fatigued foe. Um, I want to say thanks to everyone who came out, said a happy Wallen after the fight. It's my first time in Michigan. I really enjoyed it. Tyson Fury forgot about me. He doesn't want to fight, but I'm still going to be the next heavyweight champion from Sweden, no matter who I have to beat. So there you go. Uh, that's, I told you I'd bring you an update on uh, Otto Wallen if we got it, and we did get it. Um, quick look through this story. We see that uh, IBF number four, WBA number 13, WBO number 11, and Ring Magazine number seven rated contender, Shojahan Ergashev kept his world championship run alive and moved to 22-0 with 19 knockouts with a unanimous eight-round decision over Luis Alberto Veron, who's now 19-4-2, and uh, who fights out of Argentina. Uh, let's see if we got some more results here. Oh, yes. In with a step-up opponent, fast-rising welterweight powerhouse Marlon the Savage Harrington, who's now 8-0 of Detroit, uh, passed the test with flying colors by dismantling former contender Azale Cozio out of uh, Panama uh, via, via a dominant fourth-round knockout, I might add. Elsewhere, uh, former amateur star and undefeated professional middleweight Joseph Hicks Jr. is now 2-0 with two knockouts, put on a body shot clinic while taking out Argentinian veteran Bruno Romay, who's now 21-10 uh, at 2 minutes and 12 seconds of the second round. Undefeated super welterweight Hussein Al-Mashadi, who's now 3-0 of Dearborn, ran through pro-debuting Milton Banks of Texas. The power-punching Mashadi landed a pair of body shots, each producing a knockdown, and although, body, uh, so although Banks rose bravely from both, referee Frank Garza called a merciful halt at just 126 of the first round. Other results saw Develk Smith, who's now at 3-0, uh, winning over Brandon Brow of Troy, Missouri, and Ferris Dixon Jr., now 3-0, uh, with a knockout in the second over San Antonio's Daniel Arriega. Good stuff from Detroit. We were hoping to get those results in today. I'm glad we did. Uh, recently, there was a fight featuring Jean Pascal um, and Meng Fan Long. And here's the story: top lightweight, sorry, top light heavyweight Meng Fan Long, who's now 17-0-1 with 10 knockouts, suffered his first loss in a controversial fashion last weekend against two-time world champion Jean Pascal. That was taking place in Plant City, Florida, by the way. 
Following a very close and entertaining fight, the former champion got his hand raised by official scores of 114-113, 115-112, and 116-111. The key to the verdict came in round number nine. With just six seconds remaining in, round, in that round, Fan Long seemingly had won. Fan Long slipped to the canvas just after Pascal missed with a right and, gla and glanced a jab off Fan Long's back as the slip began. Unfortunately, the referee called it a knockdown, turning a 10-9 round for Fan Long into a 10-8 round for Pascal. That three-point swing changed a draw into Pascal's decision. The slip was one of at least three during the fight as the signage on the ring canvas in the new pro box facility seemed to still be wet. Van Long was fighting extremely well and was well ahead on the cards up to that point. All three judges had him winning in the first three rounds. In the second, Pascal was hurt and dazed, but recovered just before the bell. During the middle of the fight, Van Long boxed effectively at range and neutralized most of Pascal's flurries. Pascal's experience, however, was successful at stealing some of those rounds. Despite being tired and hurt early, Pascal finished the fight strongly. Well, we'll see what comes out of that. Uh, Fan Long, for his part, just hope for a rematch, even if it takes place in Montreal. He said, I feel like I did enough to win the fight. He said, I'd love a rematch. I'd be willing to go to Canada to fight Jean on his home turf. Let's move ahead to David Morel Jr., who, as you all know, wants to fight David Benavidez, but he has a fight of his own coming up on June 4th, taking place in the Armory in Minneapolis, USA, in Minnesota. Unbeaten WBA super middleweight champ David Morrell Jr. previewed his upcoming showdown against Calvin Henderson before they square off in the co-main event that uh, will be taking place on Showtime, as I said, on June 4th, it's a Saturday night in a premier boxing championships, a championship event. Um, after a prolific amateur career in his native Cuba, Morrell moved stateside and adopted Minneapolis as his hometown in the U.S. and thrilled the crowd at the Armory with an electric knockout performance last December and June. June 4th will be the second uh, fight that the 24-year-old will be trained by renowned coach Ronnie Shields in Texas as he looks to again steal the show in front of his fans. Here's what Morrell had to say about training camp. This training camp has been special because I was in great shape coming in and I got to work on a lot of new things with my coach Ronnie Shields. I got to spar with some new faces and I'll be, I'll be very sharp going into this fight. My body feels good and I'm healthy, no body aches or injuries, so I'll be ready to shine. Henderson is a very durable fighter who's never stopped. I'm aiming to be the first person to knock him out. He's got a lot to prepare for for this fight. So I know he'll be coming in great shape. He has a lot of power, so I must be on my best defensively. Fair enough. He said, yeah, a victory will set up a major showdown with David Benavides or any of the top contenders or champions. It's no secret that I'm coming for Benavides. I know a great performance on June 4th will lead to some big-time fights against some big-time names. There we go. David Merrill Jr., formerly of Cuba, now of uh, Minnesota, looking to fight David Benavidez one day. Down Under. Uh, there's going to be a big fight, as we all know, for featuring uh, Cambosis and Haney. And, but on the undercard, we're going to see Jason Maloney and Austin Palizzi. Mayhem comes home as Jason Maloney gets ready for the biggest stage of his career as he defends his WBC silver and competes for the WBO international bantamweight strap against highly touted Aston Palikti. Palikti has been on the world stage before, having controversially drawn with a great of the little big men, Donny Nietes, back in 2018 at the Inglewood Forum in Los Angeles. The Filipino standout has since challenged another monster of the lower class weights, 
um, Kazuto Yoka for the Japanese Warriors world title. Maloney, for his part, weighed in on his highly rated opponent on June 5th in his native Australia. Mayhem said, I'm really excited for this fight. Thank you to Top Rank, to Bell Entertainment, and my manager, Tun Tolj, for putting it together and getting me a great opportunity against a world-class fighter. Felicte is well known to anybody in the lower weight classes. He's exciting. He comes to win, and he's handled himself with the best in the business. It's a real test against a top fighter, and I've come through this and looked good in order to push for another world title shot, and I believe this fight is a quality of a world title fight. I'm not looking past Felicte, but he's a far better opponent than who Paul Butler, who Paul Butler boxed for his world title. Paul Butler won't want to fight me after this performance. We're going to have to force that fight to happen. I have the fight that makes things happen, and we'll make that fight happen eventually unless he vacates. In the following week, we're going to see Alfredo Angula go up against Fidel Munoz at the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta, Georgia on June 11th. Former world champion Alfredo Angulo is looking for more, one more defining fight in his illustrious career that will begin on Saturday, June 11th, when he takes on Fidel Monterosso Monez as part of a huge night of boxing and entertainment at the Center Stage Theater down in Atlanta. You may recall that uh, this is the fight that will feature as a special attraction, super bantamweight and world-renowned model and undefeated Avril Mathy of Miami via Australia, who will risk her record that reached 7-0 and one draw with three knockouts in an eight-round bout with an opponent still to be unannounced. Incredible. Anyway, uh, let's have a quick look here at uh, Angulo, who says, um, I feel good. My body's reacting how, how I expect. And I feel really good. This is short-term notice, but I'm very motivated. I feel like I have nothing to lose. I will give it my all. On, uh, on his opponent, I think he's Colombian and a warrior. He'll give me a good fight. It takes me back to when I fought Rich and Gutierrez. Colombians are warriors and have a big heart. I'm used to fighting in bigger arenas, but I've been inactive for two years. I need this forum to give a good performance and get a big, bigger opportunity. I want to feel for myself, body, and reflexes. I do want to end my career with my hand up high. We have a plan. This is a fight to get a better fight. It motivates me to keep fighting. More important, uh, most important to myself, I have that dog fight in me, and I want to see it if I still have it in me. And the fight, <laughs> and then it will make, and the fight, Oh, sorry, after the fight, and then we will make a decision whether to go on based on this performance. You're also going to see on that card Peter Dobson, who's 15-0, go up against Rodrigo Damian, who's 10-3 out of Argentina, as well as uh, Rafael Acapajori, who's 13-0, with 13 knockouts, by the way, out of Miami, uh, who will, uh, so, uh, similar to Avramathi, will take part against an opponent to be named later. Uh, recent world title challenger Stephen Geffard, who's 18 and 3 with 12 knockouts, takes on Alex Theron uh, out of Lynn, Massachusetts, in an eight round light heavyweight bout. In um, other action, they're going to see a six rounder uh, featherweight battle between uh, Jose Nieves, 2 0, out of Woodbridge, New Jersey, take on uh, Richard Bernard, who's won 9 1 out of Hawaii in a junior welterweight fight. You're going to see Patrick Harris, 19 0, with nine knockouts. Fighting out of Upper Marlborough, Maryland, take on Gustavo Vittori, who's 25-11-1, 12 knockouts out of Argentina. And uh, the pro debut of highly regarded and two-time National Golden Gloves champ, light heavyweight Abel Gonzalez, who will fight Danielle Agar, 2-2 two two, out of Browning, Montana. 
In a four-round bout, local heavyweight Dante Williams will take on Jarrell Young at Las Vegas. Uh, as well, Casey Dixon battles Dennis Maltonado in a light heavyweight bout, and Aliyah Carranza of Florida takes on debuting Yannick Azengue out of Baltimore. There'll also be a special performance dedicated to fallen rapper King Vaughn, uh, who will be part of the big night of boxing at the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta. Congratulations to those organizing that big fight, and I do look forward to the results, especially Avril Mathie. See how she does. Granite Chin says the headline is to promote first pro day. Granite Chin to promote first pro doubleheader in Massachusetts. Road to Stardom. It's titled. Denzel Whitley versus Macon Euler. Sorry, Macon Aller da Silva. This will take place at the Sheraton Hotel in Framington, Massachusetts, on the 25th of June. Granite Chin Promotions has announced they will present the first pro boxing doubleheader in Massachusetts history. Road to Stardom at the Sheraton Hotel in Framingham. Road to Stardom will be available to watch both shows via live stream on boxingtv.com. Uh, I'm excited to be throwing the first doubleheader show in Massachusetts, Granite Gym President Chris Triati said. I did it in New Hampshire with great success, and I've no doubt bringing events like this to Massachusetts will also be a huge success. Both cards are loaded with talent, and I look forward to seeing how some of these fighters respond to the uptick in competition. Both cards are going to be action-packed, and we expect the share to be flooded with boxing fans. Undefeated Springfield, Massachusetts welterweight prospect Denzel Whitley, 8-0, 6 knockouts, will be the headliner of the evening portion of the event. For the first time during his young career, Whitley faces Brazilian Macon Aller to Silver, 1-4, in a six-round main event. Another undefeated fighter, Pittsfield, Massachusetts super middleweight Steve Sumter, 5-0, will headline the, the, the day card in an eight-round match versus Manny Shake-Em-Up Woods. Great name. In the co-featured event at night, Bay State rivals Nathan Balakin, 3-1, at Tingsborough, and goes up against Attleboro's Brian Erde, and they'll battle in a six-round bout for the vacant Massachusetts welterweight championship. Undefeated welterweight Nicholas St. Nick Molina puts his 9-0 record on the line in a six-round match with upset-minded Argentinian Jose Ab Obal, who's eight and 11, I'm oh, sorry, eight and 10, by the way, with six, seven knockouts. Uh, wow, Woburn, Massachusetts junior lightweight, Julian Backdragon Baptiste plans to make amends in a rematch against Alfred Raymond. Uh, he's fighting out of Warwick, uh, Rhode Island. The other uh, two uh, six round fights feature undefeated Floridian, welterweight Yoniel T.G. Castro, who's eight and and he returns to fight Georgian Brian Goldsby. And impressive Springfield, Massachusetts super middleweight, Laurent Humes, 5-0, throws down with veteran Larry Slomo Smith. The delayed professional debut of Brockton welterweight David Ribeiro, a 2020 New England Golden Gloves champion, is scheduled to meet Raheem Johnson in a four-rounder. Ribeiro was originally slated to make his debut on May 7th, but his opponent pulled out at the last moment. In this evening's opener, you'll see Rob the Golden Boy Nolet out of Providence uh, facing Dwayne Wisdom in a four-rounder. Uh, quickly, in the day's co-feature, local favorite Rafael Torres fighting out of nearby uh, fighting out of nearby Marlborough, Massachusetts, is matched against Brazilian Igor Pessoa in a four-round uh, bout contested at the 185-pound catch weight. 
Wow. Super huge event. Uh, so happy for our friends down there in Framingham. Good to see Granite Chin uh, promoting so many shows. Alrighty, let's move on to San Antonio, Texas, where the Techport Arena, Raymond Ford is going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Richard Medina. Raymond Ford will face unbeaten local talent, Richard Medina, at the Techport Arena in San Antonio on that Saturday, June 25th, the same night, I suppose, as the other one, uh, which will be shown worldwide uh, on the zone. While uh, fellow young guns Mark Castro, Nikita Abidi, Khalil Koei in action on the undercard of the quadruple header of the world title action, led by San Antonio's own Jesse Rodriguez, making his first defense of his WBC World Super Flyweight title against Sirisket Sor Rungvazai. Ford, who's 11-0-1, six knockouts, steps through the ropes for the fourth title fight and puts WBA Continental America's featherweight strap on the line that he won by split decision in his last outing, edging out another unbeaten man in Ed Edward Vasquez in Phoenix. Said Ford, this is the third time in my last five fights that I've gone and taken on an undefeated fighter in front of their fans. I don't see any of those other prospects stepping up to the plate. They keep putting me, they keep putting these guys in front of them, and I'm going to keep handing them my business. I know I'm going right to the top in this game, not to do it the hard way, but fighting these guys in their hometown, and that's what I'm going to do. Said Medina, I'm excited and thankful for the opportunity. I want to thank my promoter, Rick Maronis of TMB Promotions and my manager, Guy Hanley, and Matchroom for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to fighting in my hometown and putting on a spectacular show for my fans and family. Getting to the fight on the undercard of one of my closest friends, Bam Rodriguez, who I've known practically my whole life and grew up fighting with, is an honor. I'm ready to showcase my skills to the world. Fair enough. Finally, uh, we have an upcoming fight this weekend featuring Gervonta Tank Davis going up against Rolando Roli Romero. They'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, as I said, on the 28th of May. It's coming up in a couple of days, as in tomorrow night. Five-time world champion Gervonta Tank Davis, boxing's hottest young attraction and unbeaten number one ranked contender and mandatory challenger Rolando Roli Romero squared off, squared off in a tense final press conference uh, yesterday before they meet in the Showtime pay-per-view main event this Saturday night, headlining a premier boxing champions event from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, said Gervonta Tank Davis. After he thanks everybody, and the fact that he's working hard, we know that Roley will come out in round one and try to knock me out, as he said. I'll be ready for that. I'll see everyone Saturday. The time is here. I am ready. I'm excited to be back in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. It's a great city that continually shows me love so it's been like a second home to me. I'm grateful to be back. I won my first title here in Brooklyn and then won a second title at the Barclays Center. I feel like this fight at this arena is great for boxing. I'm maturing and still learning as I walk this path. I have the people I start around me and I'm grateful. Nothing else. I have to say Saturday night is Roly's due date. <laughs> Responded, uh, Roly Romero. This guy Davis talks about everything but the fight. He's taken this fight personally. He's very emotional. That's why I've been calling him out. My job is just to beat him up. He has a big head for me to hit. I'm not going to say what punch I'm getting him with, but you'll, you'll see it on Saturday night. This ends in one round. I'm ready to get violent in the ring. I'm smiling right now, but Saturday is going to be different. I feel extremely calm in the ring. I get into rolly mode. He never knows what to say or how to react. I mean, he's, scared, he's scared of me. He's taking this fight too seriously. 
When have you seen him this skinny before a war? You guys will see Tank get knocked out in one round Saturday night at the Barclays Center. Nothing else needs to be said. And with that, we'll close the show. Thank you very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. I'll see you later on at 4 o'clock when I join the boys for Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell.